The key to branding is knowing your marketing audience and how to cater to them. What problem are you solving and service are you providing? It would also be wise to do something great in your branding and marketing message. If you spend any length of time with Nick Nyberg, he'll challenge you to challenge the status quo of your expectations when it comes to your personal and business brand. He's an account executive for Fox Cities Embroidery Inc. where he helps entrepreneurs let people recognize their brand or logo. Are you standing out amongst the crowd and are you thinking your customers and rewarding your employees for their loyalty and recognition of your brand? If you need help in that matter, Neighbor is here to help. And he joined me this week to have a conversation about branding, marketing, and business diversification. I'm Kevin McShan. Let's have this conversation. Thank you very much. So, Nick, I know part of your day job is you help people sort of wrap their brand. So I'm wonder, wondering if you can tell me what makes you so professionally fabulous, buddy. Yeah. So what I do is I help different companies, uh, different organizations with like how they brand their business offline. It's more promotional materials, apparel, that kind of thing. Not necessarily online branding, but more offline branding. By the time he was 25, he had already traveled to 15 countries. And Niber says that life should be a grand adventure. So I was curious to find out where his sense of adventure yeah, um, I would, I would just say it's, it's great to go to different places, learn, learn different cultures. And I was able to do that early on. And I think where it started was when I joined the military early on, uh, when I was 18, when I joined the military, that got me into traveling quite a bit. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you tell me you've been to about uh, 15 countries, buddy. So tell me, what's the most interesting thing you've seen during your travels? Uh, the, the, most, the most interesting. So I would say... Well, when I was in, when I was in the military, so I, I'd spent some time overseas over in the Middle East. That was interesting. Uh, but when I was over in Europe, one of the 
uh, coolest countries to visit was Scotland. Uh, yeah, what did you like about Scotland, Bob? Uh, just the people were the people were super nice. I, I traveled to a lot of different countries during that time, and that country, those people, they they seem to be the most welcoming when it comes to uh, people traveling and 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 being a tourist. Yeah, absolutely. And you uh, brought this up, but you also served eight years of the armed uh, services body. So. Thanks for your service in that regard, and I know that you got promoted through the ranks rather quickly and led some teams of soldiers to success. So I'm wondering if you can tell me about your time in the service and how that impacted your body. Uh, So I would say, I mean, I joined when I was 18 years old, so spending most of your life in school and studying and playing sports like that's the only world that you know uh joining the military you get instantly pulled out of your comfort zone and you're you know i found myself at just a couple days after i graduated high school i was in a i was in a state i'd never been in uh missouri i i was with hundreds of other other people my age that i had never met I was following directions from people that I had never known. Um, that was really just the beginning of taking yourself out of your comfort zone and learning. I mean, that's like really the best way for you to learn. And I learned so much through the military. <laughs> I know I would have learned other things had I not joined the military, but my time just with learning learning more about myself, like what I'm capable of, learning about leading other troops, learning about being in leadership positions, um, and then just being able to do a good job representing my country. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Nick, uh, uh, doing my research for this podcast, I I took a look at your uh, LinkedIn profile, and at the top of your LinkedIn profile, it says, there's something great to tell me. What does that lot um, of sort of uh, mean to you, Bonnie? About doing doing something great? Yeah. What does that mean to you? Well, I think each and every one of us, including you, Kevin, like we've all we're all here for a purpose, and we're all here to somehow bring value and help others. <laughs> and there's thousands of different jobs that people can have, but every person can impact other people and my the the message really is like we all have something to share and if you have a gift if you have a talent if you have a skill use that talent use that gift use that skill um bring the value that 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 you're here to br- to bring and that really is what doing doing something great uh yeah it's what certainly makes the world go around right diversity is a strength isn't it yes absolutely so they tell me when we talk about marketing and branding, well, what do you think is the fast, the fastest way people can really rub their brand and make themselves stand out? Uh, well, when you're talking about like online branding, I would say being able to tell your story 
uh, tell your story frequently, tell it consistently, let people know that like, especially like through, you know, you're talking a little bit about LinkedIn, correct? Yeah. Yeah. If someone owns a business and they want to be known to their network for what they do, let's say they own a coaching company. Well, that message has to be said frequently over and over and over again, because there's always new people that are joining the platform. And there's always new people that we're connecting with. Like two months ago, we weren't connected on here. Were we, Kevin? We got connected here on LinkedIn. And now you you run a podcast, right? I actually, I run a podcast myself. Um, so when you are branding your company, like online, the, I think the big thing is the messaging and getting getting the word out there. Like that's really, really important. If people don't know what you do, then you can't help them. If they don't know what you do, then they'll never be able to, to benefit from your services. So in terms of like an online, letting people know about branding, like when I do like the offline branding, which is like apparel, like that's more like face-to-face. You know, I, I speak to a ton of people face-to-face and how they show up in their marketplace. Like if someone's local to your town and they own a landscaping company, well, it's probably important to have some kind of message there, you know, like, a logo, some, something like on your hat, something to give away, um, something with your branding on it. So then people can think of you like it's marketing, whether it's online or offline, Kevin, it's all about attention. And if someone's in business and they never let anyone know about what they do and they never get in front of new people, well, that business isn't going to be around for very long. <laughs> and yeah, you always have to stay ahead of the time. So do you? Absolutely. Yeah, and Nick, if I gave you the task of sort of creating a three-step roadmap for marketing and branding, what do you think you would put on that map as steps to follow uh, to achieve success? Three steps to brand your business? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, if I tasked you with the idea of sort of creating a roadmap people can follow to brand or market their business. What do you think it would put on that map? Uh, well, I think it would start first off with, with the mission, which involves who you're helping, like defining who it is that you're actually helping. And, and what I mean by that is I was just speaking with someone that owns a gym uh, earlier this week, and they help a specific age group and a specific, like they help women within a specific group and they're doing these specific things. Like the first step is identifying who you are helping, which, which could involve your story. It could involve just, just really defining that specific person that you can help. I think that's really the first pillar and that's the first step, because if you don't know who you're helping, then your message is going to be heard by everyone, but it's not going to connect with anyone. So you really got to pick a lane that you want to be in, pick an area of people that you want to help. And that's really, that's, that's really the most important piece. The next piece besides figuring out who you're helping is how are, how are you going to market? Are you going to be doing push marketing? Are you going to be reaching out to people to help them? Or are you going to be attracting them by doing, say, online marketing, online branding, attractive marketing, or are you going to be doing, or are you going to be doing a, a variation 
of that marketing, push marketing, pull marketing. And then the third, like, you know, if, if there was a third step, so the first step is really just a vision, finding out who you're helping, how you're helping them. The second is how are you going to the, how are you going to market? And then number three could be something as, as simple as having some kind of means or way, and you could do this through LinkedIn, you could do this through a podcast, like be known, be known for something, get that message out there back to, back to that first step of branding, but you already, you already identified it. So you want to be able to get, get that attention. I think all three of those are really tied together because it all comes down to you wanting to grow your business. Yeah. And just a follow up uh, to that, Nick, I'm wondering how you think uh, uh, staying focused on a particular lane is and not being being able to offer sort of a million different things and and the advantages of really being good at doing what 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 it is you really like to do. So I guess my question is, how important it is to remain uh, focused and refined on the vision you set out for the business or brand that you're trying to develop. Oh, it's absolutely important. And if someone doesn't know what they're offering, then just pick something. I mean, it's what I found in entrepreneurship is you try something and you see how the market responds. And if they respond in a favorable way, then it's probably feedback that you're, that you're going in the right direction. If it's not communicating with, the, with your audience, then maybe change up your offering a little bit. Maybe change up who you're helping. It's, it's almost being on a boat. You know, like on a sailboat, you're never always on, you're, you're never, you're never always, always on course. You're always adjusting left or right, north or south. Like you're, you're constantly adjusting your, your business at all times, just so you can get to that end, to, to get to that end destination. That's how a lot of businesses work is you just want to try to stay in the one direction that you're going, but you're most business owners, most entrepreneurs, they're going to pick an area. And if that doesn't work, then you need to make a shift. You need to pivot. Then you make another pivot. And eventually what happens is if someone's in business one year, five years, 10 years after 10 years, they've made so many different shifts that by then they should know exactly who they're, who they're helping, what their offer is, how they're bringing value to the marketplace. And they should have customers and testimonials and examples of who they're helping and by then, after 10 years, you're probably going to know exactly, exactly who your customer is. Yeah, absolutely. And when we talk about gauging success in entrepreneurship, and we talk about the market response, as you just alluded to, and whether the market is responding is obviously the first step to say seeing if an idea is successful in entrepreneurship, but what are some other ways you think entrepreneurs can gauge a success? So this answer is going to come more from a book that I recently read. The, the name of the book is called The Gap in the Gain by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. So the, so the name of the book is Gap in the Gain. And in this book, uh, Dan Sullivan, he owns a company that helps entrepreneurs. So one of the, one of the principles or ideas that he's taught in to his entrepreneurs for years and years 
is this thought process of the gap and the gain. Either we're living in the gap, which means we're thinking about all the things that we're not accomplishing, or we're in the gain and we're thinking about all the things that we have accomplished. And I've listened to this book twice. I'm going to pick it up physically, like here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the one thing, and, and I think, and, and I've caught myself doing this, and I think a lot of people caught, catch themselves doing this, especially as entrepreneurs, is they create like an ideal, they create some kind of goal, and then they reach that goal, but their ideal changes. So they're always chasing something that they'll never be able to attain, which means they'll never be happy, they'll never be content. They're always, they're always driving, always, always moving forward. And this book, what they do is they said, all right, flip that idea, flip the coin and use this process. And the process is called always measure backwards. And how that works is we're in April. It's April 21st, 2022. If someone's been an entrepreneur for a year and let's say maybe they're not having the, the success, the quite, quite the success that they want to have, I can guarantee you that in the last 12 months, they have gained they have improved, they have learned, they have made adjustments, they've had wins, they've had victories, they've had successes. So the, the, the idea behind always measure backwards, living in the game means looking back, what in the last day, what were my three wins from yesterday? What were my wins from last week? What were my, what were my wins from the last 90 days? Always measuring backwards is proof that you are making progress, that you're moving forward. And if you can live in the gain and not in the gap, then it's going to help you to keep moving forward. Because whatever you're doing, like right now we're on this podcast. I don't really know your whole story with how long you've been doing podcasts, Kevin, but I'm guessing your first podcast versus the podcast that we're doing today, I'm guessing this one is probably a little bit more comfortable than the first one that you did. Absolutely right. And that works and that works in business too. Is if someone's starting a business today and in 12 months they're not quite at where they're at where they want to be. Don't discount all the victories, all the successes, all the wins, all the things that they learned in those 12 months, just because they're not at this sales level doesn't mean they haven't achieved. It just means they haven't you know, maybe they've not hadn't hit that sales goal yet but I guarantee that they, that they have achieved something, actually a ton of things probably in the last 12 months. Yeah, celebrating the small wins is important in business, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And, and one of the ways we do that, Nick, as you uh, know, is that you do podcasting and, and it's becoming a more a popular medium for sure. And, and I know that we both have a podcast, so I'm, uh, fascinated to uh, learn about yours and your perspective on how podcasting has changed the game in business. It's been it's been really interesting. Uh, it was probably a few years ago that I wanted to launch my own podcast, but I wasn't really sure what it was going to be about. And about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I launched a mastermind company designed to help salespeople, like mostly business to business salespeople. Uh, bringing different salespeople together so we can all learn and grow and get better. So I host these masterminds. And over this last year, year and a half, as I've been growing these different mastermind groups, I wanted to come up with a way to somehow be able to share my story 
share the information that I've learned, but then also learn from other people that have had success in the sales industry. So I think it was um, like a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, I had interviewed um, a best-selling author, someone that I've I've read his books, I've connected with him on LinkedIn, and he came on and he was able to share his story with the people that are listening to my to 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 the channel to the podcast that that I have and I'm very big into learning Kevin and this podcast has um launching this podcast and running the podcast producing the podcast learning how to do video and audio and all these different things um it's been a really great experience because when I'm actually interviewing someone like you're interviewing me today, I only learn when I'm listening. I'm not learning when I'm talking. The last five or six episodes, I'm interviewing someone, I'm asking them questions and I like I get to learn and the impact is if I'm learning, then I'm growing. Yeah, absolutely. I always say, Never close your mind off to learning, huh? Correct. It makes a difference. So what's the name of your podcast, bud? The name of the podcast is called The Language of Excellence. Ah, very cool. Very uh, trendy name there, buddy. But they also tell me that uh, you're training for an ultra marathon, uh, 50 kilometers. 50 kilometers, Nick. You're You're a better man than I am. So tell me. How's the training for the marathon going, buddy? Good, good. I actually I have it this uh, this Saturday. I have a I've 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 done I've I've done a fifty k. I've run a fifty miler. So I'm running another fifty k this weekend. Well, best of luck with you, buddy. It's a great way to stay in shape, isn't it? Yes, it is. Absolutely. And I to tell tell me that you live in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, huh? Yes, that's right. So uh, tell me, what's the best part about living in Green Bay, buddy? Uh, Besides the Packers stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, most people would say that, right? It's the home of the Packers. If you're not a, if you're not a Green Bay fan and you live in Green Bay, it's almost blasphemous. I uh, can I would, imagine. Yeah, I would say, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not a fan of the cold, that's for sure. But okay. we, have all, we have all four seasons here. And we're getting into springtime, like the sun is shining and it's starting to get warm out. So the one thing that I'm enjoying right now is that it's starting to get warm out. Uh, well, well, when you live in Green Bay, you have to cherish every warm day you get, right? Exactly. Absolutely. And tell me, uh, Nick, I'm also fascinated to ask you, how do you celebrate wins personally in your personal life, because I'm also, uh, I also think it's important to uh, celebrate uh, the wins that we have personally, to sort of recenter ourselves when we get too involved in our everyday life. So how do you recenter yourself? That's a, that's a really good question, Kevin. Um, what I've done in the past, like right now, I don't like, I've, I have different goals I have set for myself here this year in 2022. Um, I don't necessarily have rewards attached to those. That's something I could probably do. But what I've done in the past is if I set a certain target or some kind of benchmark, there's usually some kind of specific 
reward attached to hitting that goal. Uh, maybe, maybe today, Kevin, you've reminded me <laughs> that, that with the goals that I have set this year, I should add, put a little reward next to it. That is uh, it's something I've done in the past, but it's not something I'm doing currently. Yeah, well, it's always good to aspire to something, isn't it? Absolutely. And Nick, I'm going to schedule a little bit about myself. One of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast was I went to school for uh, journalism, and I was born with what's called uh, spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. Uh, Similarly, means that I don't have enough oxygen in my legs to walk normally, and I'm uh, big on uh, inclusion diversity and equity. So anytime I get to talk to entrepreneurs like yourself, I'm always uh, fascinated to ask them their definition of inclusion for all, because I really believe that business and starting your own business is a great way for uh, individuals with disabilities to sort of uh, become their own marketers. So when you think about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion in business. What do you think of, buddy? Uh, everyone and everyone and anyone should be able to pursue success no matter what. And if someone has a dream and they want to accomplish it, there shouldn't be any restrictions there. Yeah, absolutely. And my final question for you this afternoon, Nick, has to do with your own personal and professional legacy and how you want that uh, to be defined? Uh, I would say the, the thing that I've been thinking most, mostly about is I want to be able to uh, be, a, be a light to others. There's information that I have, there's skills and talents that I've learned, and I don't want them to be wasted. Uh, so yeah. if, if there's a way that I can support someone, encourage someone, lift someone up and just be a light to them and, and help them on their journey, then, then, then hopefully I can uh, be of a little assist to, to anyone that's out there. Maybe even you, Kevin. Absolutely. Well, you've certainly assisted me in maximizing my potential to learn about entrepreneurship today, Nick. So I thank you for that. And I also thank you for your work in the space and for joining me this afternoon. It's most appreciated. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate being on the show.